Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. In order for us to be here today, I had to drop a restraining order. If your marriage was this broken... He had me pinned down on the couch. He went up with a broken nose and two black eyes, and he went to jail. What would you do to fix it? Your last effort to save your marriage was to get a three-way... Yes, in my head, I was like, maybe she needs another woman. I did agree to it, and that was a mistake. You think? Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. I hate to see people suffering, and you've hurt long enough. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Both of you. Take I'm going to get you the help that you need. In five, four, This is going to be a changing day in your life. Go, Dr. Phil. Okay, here's a question for you. How did this beautiful blonde go from this to this? Two black eyes and a broken nose. We'll listen to the explanation given by the man who was there the night it happened. I just want to see my wife. I want to make sure she's okay. We call her and call her and call her. Well, that was Lewis, who claims it was his estranged wife, Danielle, who showed up at his home, broke his window, and attacked him. So if you believe Lewis' version of events, then why did Danielle end up with the black eyes and a broken nose? And why did Lewis end up behind bars? Well, we're going to figure all this out. As a beginning, here's their story. The first six years of our marriage were great. We had a growing family. Everything was wonderful. We were team players. She put me first. I put her first. After Lewis got out of the military, things changed. I got reacquainted with my ex-girlfriend on Facebook. They exchanged a correspondence on Facebook. I never had any intention to get back with my ex-girlfriend. I left her for a reason. After I found these correspondence, I felt extremely betrayed, and I started an emotional affair. When I found out, I felt like a fool. It was constant fighting. Between the two of us talking to our exes, our marriage completely fell apart. Around the time of my son's first birthday, I was playing a game on my cell phone, and Lewis took a look at it. It was with a guy, it was completely innocent, and he went off the deep end. He was screaming at me, yelling at me, right in my face, like a drill sergeant. I called 911. After that, I filed a restraining order for my kids, and I moved out. She said that I put a gun to her head. I've never done that in my life. A couple years later, Lewis started dating a girl. When I moved this girl into my house, that's when everything blew up. Then I became extremely jealous. One night, I heard a window break. I opened the door, the alarm went off, and from the shadows comes Danielle just swinging at me. Lewis and I had got into a physical altercation. He had me pinned down on the couch. She was trying to bite me right here. And hit me right in the face. I could see that nose was broken. But I had two black eyes. I was in complete shock. I couldn't believe my husband did this. Lewis went to jail for two days, and he's being charged with domestic assault. I felt disgusted. Never thought I'd be charged with that. Even though my husband gave me two black eyes, I still love him. Okay, now I, I wanted to talk to you first for a few minutes before we brought Lewis out, just so I get a, a sense of where we are. 
because we had a lot of trouble and paperwork and all of that in making this happen today, right? Yes. Why is that? Um, in order for us to be here today, I had to drop a restraining order. Um, I, didn't, I don't still feel confident in dropping that restraining order. Um, originally, I'd drawn up an amendment to it, which would allow us to be here today. That wasn't good enough for Lewis. He wants the whole thing dropped entirely. So because of my apprehension, that's why things got a little delayed. But now, you said you're not comfortable with dropping that restraining order. We didn't have anything no, to do with you dropping that restraining order, right? No, I made the decision on my right? own. We I didn't ask it. you to drop it. We didn't ask you to file it. We didn't ask you to drop it. That was a decision you made on Correct. your own. You know, I haven't met him yet. I right. have no idea whether that was a smart thing to do or not. And you wrote in wanting to reconcile, right? Yes. So you, you knew you wanted to come and sit down and discuss this. Right. So I, I assume you're hoping that we can find some way for you guys to be back together. I would like that. I feel like the past four years have been hell. And if, if anybody can help us, it's you. Now, you've had a restraining order against him before. Yes. And you lifted it, too. Right. Why? The first time he hadn't actually hit me, um, it was more a, a threatening situation. Um, after about a month and a half of the restraining order, I guess I missed him. And not having the communication, he obviously wasn't doing anything bad to me. So at the time, I felt like it was OK to drop. You say you were headbutted by him, and that's where you got that that bandage on your nose, and in fact, your nose was broken, correct? Right, correct. And you went over the broken nose and two black eyes, and he went to jail. Yes. And how long was he in jail? For two days. Now, Danielle says things are spiraling out of control with Lewis at this point. Take a look. I think that things are snowballing so out of control that Lewis is getting to his breaking point. He's now hurt me. I worry about what the next step is gonna be. Okay, Lewis, you're joining us now, but you've been listening to what we talked about before, right? Yes, sir. Are you hitting this woman? No. Did you break her nose? Yes, but I didn't do it on purpose. It was, yeah. it was a mistake. Lewis, if you're gonna be here, you need to be honest. You didn't do it on purpose? Daniel, I didn't do it on purpose. We're not gonna get anywhere. There's not gonna be any help for us if you're gonna <clears throat> avoid stuff like that. Daniel, How do you, you know I tripped over your feet? Face? I tripped? I tripped over your feet because you were kicking me and trying to bite me. Really? I threatened, remember? I did. I threatened to bite your nose off when you were on top of me after you had butted my face when I was laying there bleeding. I felt blood spurting from inside my You were my going nose. for my jugular, Daniel. No. I, I threatened to bite to your nose off because that's all I saw in my face. And when face. I tripped over your feet and we fell on the couch, that's what happened, Daniel. Seriously, you really think I'm going to if I would have head butted you, we're not gonna I get probably would have like broken your nose anywhere. really bad. Well, it, it may not. And, you know, I make, um, we have a notebook that we put together on all of our guests. We asked you a million questions, mm -hmm. didn't we? And you were very forthcoming and mm -hmm. giving us answers. I mean, you may think some of them are lies, but he had a lot to say. We asked you a lot of questions. You gave us answers. You may think they're lies, but I mean, I have a notebook, probably 250 pages thick on you guys, because we do a history, right? We do a cross-sectional history, a marital history, occupational history, health. We, we ask everything about you, because I think that's the responsible thing to do if I'm going to be so bold as to render opinions about what's going on. And then I reduce that down to cards, where I make sure that I have down everything that I think is important that I want to talk to you guys about. And I have a whole deck of cards here uh, that I think is important to talk to you all about. Then from that, I make notes about what I think is pivotal 
to what's going on here. And I want you to look at the first thing I wrote down under your names. What does it say? Uh, sincer sincerity, honesty. Now, what's it say before sincerity? There's a big Q there. You see that? Yeah. I question the sincerity of both of you because of the behavior you've had. I started out, I say, question sincerity, honest or spin? Because when I read what each of you had to say, when I looked at your interviews, of which we've seen portions of here, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, come on, you're either calling the cops or you're hitting each other. And one thing that you and I for sure are going to agree about is if you're going to lie, then this isn't going to help you. Can we agree that this is pretty much getting to the last stop on the subway? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it that people come see me last. <laughs> you know, run this off in the ditch five times and then finally you come see me. But we're kind of at a point where if something doesn't change here, this is over. Right. Would you agree? Absolutely. Would you agree with yes. that? Okay, so you can either decide that you want to be right or you want to be happy. And I, I want to know if, if you guys are going to tell me the truth or not. And there are some things that I have independent verification of. I'm going to know you're lying. And when you do, then it won't be you walking off. It won't be you walking off. It'll be me walking off. Because I'm not going to spend an hour of my life that I can't get back for a couple people that want to sit here and <laughs> me or each other. She contacted her ex-boyfriend that is going through a divorce. You went to visit this old boyfriend. What happened? And later, your last effort to save your marriage yes. was to get a three-way. Yes. In my head, maybe she needs another woman. And that was a mistake. I did. You think? Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. An obsession. I'm addicted to being pregnant. That has her lying to her husband. You actually stopped taking birth control three months before you told him. Will her addiction... I want another baby. We have to have eight. No, we don't. ...destroy their marriage. You said, unless I'm pregnant, I don't feel worthy. I keep thinking that having another child will make me happy. You're having children for the wrong reasons. That's tomorrow. Lewis has cheated on me at least five times. I know for a fact that Daniel has cheated on me twice. I did have an emotional affair. At the time, I felt like we had some sort of connection. I was going through rough times with my husband. He was going through rough times with his wife. When I asked Daniel about these other guys, all she says is, it's an emotional affair, it won't happen again. It keeps happening. Well, you just heard from Danielle, a married mother of four who accuses her husband, Lewis, of being jealous, paranoid, and abusive. You've been married about 11 years, right? Yes. Roughly. But yet, we're in agreement that seven years of this was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was great. Were the first seven years pretty good? They were, they were awesome. Okay, and what she, happened in that? Basically, it was, to me, was the, I pretty much was trying to get my VA benefits, so I couldn't work at the time. I was not allowed to work to get the VA benefits. So she started being verbally abusive, and I would always tell her, there's the door. And one day, she, she walked out the door, and I regret telling her, there's the door. Really? Because you told us when we talked to you about this at long about 06, 07, right in that mm -hmm. time period, that you got on Facebook and hooked up with an old girlfriend, 
Am I hooked up? I mean, just communicated with. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how far I mean, this went. Love yous, things like that. Uh, yeah. So you started reconnecting with an old girlfriend, and that she had a really bad reaction to that. Mm -hmm. That is true. Well, why did you skip that when I said what happened to? Everything was good for seven years, and then all of a sudden, she just started being some crazy bitch. I, rep I, I repress memories. Uh, PTSD. I repress memories. So I. Well, did that freshen you up a little yes, bit? It did. Okay. Yes, it did. And then you, as a model of maturity, you did the same thing in revenge. You said, okay, two can play that game. So you did what? Did the same thing he did, minus I love yous. But, but can I say something, Dr. Phil? Um, Why not? She, <laughs> um, this is, I was trying to reach out to my ex-girlfriend, which is happily married, and pretty much get an apology give her an apology for what I did to Why? her. Why? You owe her Hold nothing. On. She's on. not your wife. Hold on. She contacted her ex-boyfriend that is going through a divorce, that wanted to be together. She went to Minnesota to go see him. Wow. I mean, he was telling me how soft her lips were on the phone and telling me these hor horrific things. He's telling you that about her? Oh, yeah. Why are you talking to him? Because I want to know if he was with her. And he, he confirmed that on the phone. And then two years passed, he was, I still caught her on Facebook with him while, while I was blocked from her Facebook, he was in her Facebook. Another year passed, same thing. Okay, so what you're saying is you got stupid and she got stupider. Yeah. You hooked up with this ex and started communicating, but she hooked up one with one that was available and took it to the next, next level. Next level. Did you have an affair with this guy? No. How does he know I if your lips emotional. are soft or not? Because he was my ex-boyfriend. We kissed in high school. I did yeah. not have an affair. I have not, I, ha I'm, I am guilty of having an emotional affair. You went to visit this old boyfriend. Not specifically yes. to go visit. I went to visit my family who lives in another you saw state. Him. I did see him, yes. Yeah. Because you just bumped into him. But well, no. I, I mean, we, we did, we saw each other. It, nothing got physical. I've never had a physical okay, But I affair. said you went to see him. You said, well, I went to see my family. Then, gee golly darn, he well, was just there. Well, I didn't fly there. there specifically to go see okay, him. Okay, distinction without a difference. You went okay. to another state, and you were physically in his presence. Yes. I hate it when that happens. Whoops. <laughs> Here's my old boyfriend. Come on. Why, why are we playing semantics? You're wasting your time. Right. I, I could be talking about something else. You went up there, and you saw him. Mm -hmm. Okay? And what happened? We talked. Um, mm -hmm. He had his daughter there. Nothing got, we weren't alone. We sat in a public place. We talked, and that was it. Did you tell him you need to take a year off? Did I tell Lewis I need uh -huh. to take a year off? A year off? I don't know. I don't remember using I need to take a year off. When I moved out, I moved out to be done. I, didn't, I don't remember saying I need a year. You were confused, and you needed time to think because you were mad. We never talked about you were we're mad that I was. You were so mad. I, was gonna, I moved out to move out for a year, and then I was going to move back in? You were mad because of my ex, what I did on Facebook. If I wanted to be with somebody else, if I had this three-year relationship going on, what am I doing here? Because you're confused. No, I'm not confused. You're confused. Well, you're I'm confused, confused. Danielle. <laughs> I, I will move in to, with, with you today. Oh, I know you'd move in I will with move in today. with you today. Right. Well, your girlfriend lives in your house. You'd move in with me, Danielle, right? Danielle, we were done. All right, hold on. We let's, ta let's take a break here. Let's take a break here. And Danielle's mother and Lewis's mother both have something to say about the potentially deadly relationship. Now, we're going to hear from them next, but then I've got some very pointed questions for these two. I'm not giving up. We'll be right back. Did you get mad and headbutt her? She broke my window, came from the shadows, swinging at me and screaming. 
and later, how do you even bring this up? You know, you're sitting there watching CSI or something, and you just say, I don't know, what do you think about, let's, let's get another woman in here. To, that'll fix our marriage. It's hard. It's really hard to have two women. It's not easy. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. The show doesn't stop when I walk off stage. Visit drphil.com for exclusive video and advice you won't find anywhere else. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter while you're there to be the first to know what's coming up on the Dr. Phil Show. So log on today. What are you waiting for? Now, the main issue that keeps them divided happened two months ago when Lewis was arrested after Danielle accused him of headbutting her, breaking her nose, and giving her two black eyes. Now, they each have mothers. I wanted to know what they thought about this because, as I say, we talked to other people to try to corroborate things. Uh, I'm going to read the statement from your mother, Brenda. She says, and I quote, I have grown not to trust any words that come out of his mouth. Lewis talks out of both sides of his mouth. Since he assaulted Danielle, that has put the nail in the coffin for me and I don't think she should entertain the thought of being with him. I'm worried for her with his drug use and promiscuous activity. Hmm. Who knows what he does when he is not around? Danielle, in my opinion, Lewis bullies her verbally to get what he wants. I'm surprised Lewis wants to do this even if he had treatment. I don't see it lasting. With his gun that he keeps in the house, I just worry about the children's safety. She's a better, she's a better woman. Very bitter. Her but mom you, hates me. But you kind of expect her to support her daughter, right? Well, we heard your mother, too. She hates me, though. Yeah. Um, we, we heard from your mother. Is her name Aileen? Yes. Aileen? All right, here's what Aileen has to More supportive. Say. I feel like I can't help them. I don't have the tools. I just have the prayers for them to be together if that's God's will. Danielle tells me things like Lewis is not fit for bringing up the children with his involvement with the motorcycle club medical marijuana, and PTSD. She also thinks there is another woman living with him. Lewis thinks Danielle has another man. It just goes back and forth. I feel like sometimes I'm in the middle because I don't know what's true or not because I haven't seen anything either way. I want them to figure out if they should be together or not. I do know that they love each other. So she's kind of confused. Um, <laughs> she said she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. what's going on, because you both tell different stories. She's supporting. Um, did, did you get mad and headbutt her? No. No. She got mad. She's the one that came with rage to How my house. How did accidentally headbutt someone? She like came you? to my house with rage. She broke my window. She woke me up. You know, it came from the, from the shadows swinging at me and screaming. Is that true? No. I came to his house. I, I was upset, yes. Opinion. That's the truth, and you know it's the truth. That's your opinion, anyway. Wait, okay. Then we might as well end. Why do you even have your wedding ring on? Are you seriously going to come up here and lie? And that's the first time I've seen it on your finger in over two years. You put it on today for the show? At least I have Some one. Some model husband? Oh, I have one. Oh, where is I it? I have one. Where is it? Who cares? You sold it. Where is it? 
It's at my, at my house in my jewelry box. No, you didn't not. sell it? No. No. It's not. <laughs> How do you know it's not in a jewelry because, box? I'll because show you. she kept the big diamond, the middle one, but the wedding ring, she sold. Yeah. No. No. Okay, I have it at ring? home in my wedding, in my jewelry mm -hmm. box with my other jewelry. Your wedding ring? Yeah. Okay. All right. Show it to Dr. Phil. Okay. This is not done today. No, will you take a picture of it and send Absolutely. it to me? Absolutely. Okay, I'd like, because I'll roll it in right here. Sure. So we can, because it'll be... Perfect. It'll be a good point for you. Yeah. No here. picture. I want to see it. Uh, so you admit you were upset when you went over there. Yes. And you were upset because you guys had a date. Right. And, because you had a date and he forgot about it. And I was right. with the other girl. So you, she was mad. Okay, so you were sleeping. So I was sleeping. Yeah. And so he sleeping. opens the door Half and he naked. says you start flailing at him. I was, I didn't flail, I was yelling, I was mad. I, I'm animated when I'm mad, I've never touched him. Have I ever hit you? Now you're, now, now you're lying. Have, really, I've hit you? <laughs> I've hit you? you, you Danielle, you, you came out swinging from the shadows. Swinging from the shadows, I didn't even know, Lewis. Danielle, you came swinging, swinging from, from the, the shadows. shadows. I, I was standing at your door. Okay, then Who's what? Who's your witness? What, our girlfriend. Our girlfriend. Why did she take my side? No. Why did she take my no. side? Of course, she, she's living with you right now. You think she's well, not on your side? Well, let's just take a look at the allegations about the night of the incident. All right, I, I, I just made this up so thing. we could see it. Danielle says, Lewis texted me about a movie. I drove by his house and saw the other woman's car there. Okay? Where's that text? She says, she rang the doorbell until he answered half naked, but you never broke a window. Correct. Okay. Uh, Lewis said that he had smoked marijuana. We started fighting immediately, you say. And you mean arguing. Mm -hmm. Lewis grabbed me by the neck of your dress, oh, actually. Dress, yes. Grabbed you here, swung right. you around. He didn't have his hands around my neck. Yeah, and, and backed you up to the couch. Okay, he pinned you down, mm -hmm. and you had no control of your arms. No. Uh, you threatened to bite his nose if he didn't get off. He laid on top of me and headbutted my face. Okay, now, Lewis says he made plans for a date with Danielle and totally forgot. He heard the doorbell ring over a hundred times and he heard a window break. He had taken a Xanax and fallen asleep. He opened the door. Danielle lunged at him, swinging, screaming, I hate you. I Danielle it. was acting crazy and I tried to restrain her. He says, Danielle kept trying to bite me and I had to hold her down. If I was biting and swinging and doing all these things, where was your marks? You had since, one mark that since day. I was holding, you had one you mark, and that me. was on your head you know from why? where you had butted. You know face. why you don't have any? I didn't have any marks. Why didn't you have any I marks? I was restraining you. With okay, my but hands. I came in swinging, right? Yes. I came in swinging, and but, I was hurting you, right? Danielle, you didn't hit me. You hit right. you, you. And you I didn't missed. try to. I've never hit you. You missed. I've never so hit you. I, I grabbed you like this, and you were trying to bite me. She then started kicking him. I tripped feet. They I was tripped, kicking you then? They yes. tripped and fell into the sofa on top of her. And, then and I when he did, his headbutt hit her nose. Does that sound right to you? It sounds perfect to me. I bet it does, That's since you have an upcoming it, court hearing there's for it. Two people, there's two people that say the same thing. You have to meet me in the middle. You know, First, what, you have why, to be you ring, why do you ring the doorbell and be like, Lewis, you forgot our date? I'm like, oh, let me go oh, get dressed. with that girl's car there, so let I'm just going to call him and collect it. Hey, Lewis. You were just jealous. Just admit it. I, I was Damn mad. It. I was mad. Yeah, Absolutely. Admit I'll admit it. I was okay. mad. I wasn't. I just woke up. This may be hard to believe, but Danielle and Lewis may have one trait in common. Uh, what I believe that is when we come back.
Might not be the best husband, and I have the best wife, but for me, the most important thing in life is to be the best father I can be. When Daniel followed her restraining order, it pretty much fell on my children too. I can't see my children right now. Danielle only cares about herself. She puts herself first, always. She doesn't care what happens to the kids. I'll do anything I have to do to keep my children. Closed captioning provided by surrounds himself with bad people. He's hanging out with the motorcycle club, they do drugs, they get in fights. Lewis has been in multiple fights. He's admitted to me doing drugs. He's not made decisions that a husband and a father should make. He's become a totally different person. Physically, he looks like my husband, but on the inside, he's completely changed. He's no longer that same man that I married. That was Danielle talking about her estranged husband, who she says came home from Iraq, a changed man. Now, Danielle accuses Lewis of being paranoid, jealous, and controlling. They even had a domestic dispute, which landed him behind bars for allegedly headbutting her. And Danielle wants to see if there's some way, some basis, that she can save her marriage. You've contributed to the demise of this relationship, right? Right. He does something, you do something in revenge, then you, you get upset and you guys yell back and forth. I mean, all of this. And then there, there have been a couple of references so far to his girlfriend, and he's corrected you to say, our girlfriend. So I'm assuming that there was a third party involved in this marriage with the consent of both of you? At one time, it happened twice. I knew before I did it, it was wrong. After it happened the second time, I said no. And then what did you do that next day? I said, we're done. I, I'm not having any more to do with this. I don't want anything more to do with this. What happened? I don't know, you tell me. It's, I, I, I don't even believe what you're saying right now about two times. Okay. So I don't know what happened. Well, what, what is, the, what's your version of the truth? Um, we, were, we were together about like two, like a month and a half no. before you blew up that night. Okay, maybe and it was a month and a half. She told, me, was... she told me when I called her from jail, um, she told me, get her out of the house <clears> and, told you before she moved and I'll in. give you um, my passwords to Facebook because that's our root, root, the root to our problems. Yeah, the three things. So yeah. Facebook passwords, the wedding yeah. ring, What about you the thousand in. conditions you've given me that I've fulfilled? What have you fulfilled? You're living with her right now and you want to work it out. You love me. Daniel, we were done. Hold, hold on a tick here. How convenient. Wait a minute. I, I want to circle back to this other woman. <laughs> that was the last effort to save my marriage. That was what? My last effort to save oh, my marriage. Wow. Your last effort to save your marriage yes. was to get a three-way... Yes, that's what she wanted. No. That's, that's what she wanted. That's what really? you wanted. No. No. Okay. But you agreed to it. I did agree to it. And that was a mistake. I did. You think? Yeah. What, how, what, like, how, how do you... How do you even bring this up? I mean, I, real easy, real I mean, easy. You know, you're sitting there watching CSI or something, and you just say, I don't know, what do you think about, let's, let's get another woman in here to, 
That'll fix our marriage. It's hard. It's, it's really hard to have two women. It's not easy. The reason I did it was because she was watching the show for years, for years watching this Polly Moray, whatever it is, show, right? Oh, and she, okay. I watched she would the call show me, she's means. like, this show's awesome. So in my head, maybe she needs another woman. So I was like, because I know she likes girls. So I'm like, Danielle, do you, I know a girl that, it was desperate, Dr. Phil. It was desperate. And it was wrong. It was wrong. I, I mean... If you know it was wrong, then why are you living with her right now and still saying you want to work it out with me? Because we were done. Let me ask you something very seriously. Mm-hmm. Do you have feelings for him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you love him? Yes. Do you think there is a way if... Somebody came along and set the reset button on a whole lot of issues. Can you see that having the potential of working? The only way I can see that happening is if he really admits to what happened that night. Do do you want to be in a relationship with her? Yes, I do. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think you need to do and why I think you need to do it, and then you can make up your minds, okay? We'll be right back. I'm just at a crossroad in my marriage. I don't know if I should stay married. I love Louis. He's my kid's dad. I feel like I'm holding on to the idea of being married, and I'm holding on to the way my husband used to be. At this point, I just feel like I can't move on. I don't know how he feels, and honestly, I don't know if it should matter to me how he feels. At some point, I'm gonna have to say enough is enough. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, Will her obsession... I'm addicted to being pregnant. ...destroy their marriage? I keep thinking that having another child will make me happy. You're having children for the wrong reasons. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... Ever since Lewis got out of the military, he's had problems with PTSD. He was very paranoid. He became really jealous. When I walk in a room, if I see like a dark area, like I get nervous. So I'm thinking about snipers. It's just living with someone completely on edge all the time. My symptoms were anxiety, panic attacks, nightmares, nightmares. Just not himself anymore. It's like you go to Iraq and you never come back. Listen, if, if you two can't be together without it escalating from yelling, fighting, accusing, and jealousy without somebody getting physically hurt, then you need to not be in each other's presence. It is just that simple. And let me tell you, you want that as much as she does. I I want it for her because I don't want you to be hurt, injured, killed, whatever. And if if you do that, you're going to wind up in jail for a long, long time. That's going to happen restraining order or not. You know what I'm Doesn't, saying? So why, why, why if, 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 I were, if I was going to do something like that, it would have happened by now. I have nothing but love for Danielle. You know, like... Well, then calm down. <laughs> calm down. Okay, now, there, there are some things here that you say, but then you don't really behave consistently with what you say. You agree that he had deployments Mm -hmm. 
and it did change him. You say when he came back, he was edgy and paranoid and jealous and tension-filled and had a lot of issues. Jealous. That means that he came back different than he, he went away. Mm -hmm. You just said on tape, you can go, but you don't come back. You may come back, but not all of you comes back. You're changed, you're different, and it does have an impact on you, right? You've several times mentioned PTSD. I, f I feel like I'll get home once I get back to Daniel and the kids. Like, I feel like I haven't come home yet. Okay. You said, I can play it back. I know. You said, when I came back from there, it had an effect on me. I was changed. Yeah. Okay. Especially I, in those first months when I okay. came back. And I've said, you may not have a lot of insight into how that affects others and those around you. And from everything that I can find through and dig, I, I can't see where you've ever had really in-depth evaluation, help, and treatment for this. I, I read that a psychiatrist said that you had PTSD. I got that. That was in 05, I think. Did you get but, the VA ones, the new med? med but I never saw any really in-depth help for you on a consistent basis. I just brought We're you done. a new stack. It's from the VA. Uh -huh. um, I just brought it with me when I got to the show. And it's pretty much everything that's happened since I got out. What you had is when I was in the military. Yeah. yeah. But I'm thinking that it hasn't been very effective for you. Um, it has been effective. Well, you said I'm still, but, having, I'm still having memory deficits. Well, the pro my, my problem, my family is my treatment. My children's my treatment. Everyone that comes back from Iraq that either commits suicide or goes crazy or whatever, they don't have family. They have no one. They're all I have. If you look at the symptoms of PTSD, I mean, look at them. I took this and applied it to everything we know about him. Every one of them checked. We can't do this show without you, our studio audience. If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Because we have a lot of fun here, don't we? Yeah! Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. First off, um, I'm... I'm telling you that I think there's more to do that can help fix this situation. I assume that's what you want to hear. Yes, yes. And so you need to listen. Stop yeah. talking. Yes, sir. And, and listen. By the way, we all thank you for your service. I mean, really, I mean that sincerely. Uh, you, you put yourself in harm's way, so I didn't have to, and a lot of these people didn't have to. And I take that very seriously and sincerely thank you for that. I also am a great student of PTSD in general, uh, PTSD associated with traumatic brain injury in particular, and specifically that, those syndromes that derive from military service. I have a great passion for this. And I think that you and all of our servicemen and women deserve to have the best possible care and get you as healthy and happy and functional as you possibly can be. We owe that to you. I need my family for that. We owe that to you. Well, you're very tunnel visioned on that right now, but I want you to have your family. And the quickest way for you to have your family is to do what you just said. You said, 
I am the father in this family. I, this is my family. I'm the leader of this family. Well, the, the role of the man in the family is to be a provider and a protector and a leader and a teacher. And you're not doing all of those in an effective way. No. And I need to help you do a better job of that. And you say, I realized when he came back that he was changed. It, it was very different. And yet... It's, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but because he may have behaved in some ways that were off-putting to you, then you started making some bad decisions, both of you. You started doing some things that were very destructive for your family, and your children deserve better. And, you know, if you look at the symptoms of PTSD, I, I mean, look at them. Uh, dreams and nightmares, intrusive recollections, re reliving the trauma, as with illusions, hallucinations, and dissociative flashbacks. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, look at the list, okay? Now, let me tell you, I took this and applied it to everything we know about him. Every one of them checked. I want to get you currently evaluated by what I consider to be the top PTSD expert in the country. I want to send you to the PNP Center in Dallas, Texas, and have them there, the specialist here, and, and have them help you with that. And I think you can see a, a great difference in a very short period of time. And I think this is your best chance of having Lewis back in your life. Thank you. Are you willing to do that? Yes. And then, if he is willing to submit to that, then we find out what we have to work with there, then I want the two of you to let me get you some very focused help on hitting the reset button on this relationship and starting this over and, and beginning with a, a new beginning for your marriage and for your family. And I will provide those resources for you as well. Are, are you willing to do that? Absolutely. Will you take that? Will you work with him to get this marriage and this family back together and healed up? Yes. And, and you'll, well, you'll work on that. Always. always and, and you'll let me start with you on finding out where we are on everything to give yeah. you what I think you need and deserve. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. Uh, when we come back, a new breakthrough technology that could save your life. We'll be right back. Hey, Dr. Phil here. Did you know that more than 16 million kids in the U.S. are at risk of hunger each day? That's more than one in five children. Now, these are our neighbors, our kids that play in the neighborhood, co-workers, friends' children. The problem is closer than you would think, but so is the solution. Join me and visit feedingamerica.org hunger to find your local food bank to help. I'm Dr. Phil, and together, we are Feeding America. Closed captioning provided by Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Recently, my wife Robin announced the first program from her new foundation, When Georgia Smiled, the Robin McGraw Revelation Foundation. 
Now, this new program is called the Aspire Initiative, and it is a very exciting, interactive educational program designed to help stop domestic violence. It is free, and it is available in both English and Spanish. It is designed for three different age groups, each with its own custom curriculum, tweens, teens and young adults, and for adults. Now this can be used individually, like if you want to do it in the privacy of your own home, or it can be facilitated by an instructor, like a school teacher or a counselor or a youth education director uh, in a church that wants to do it to a group. Now it's broken into three parts. The real deal on abuse, where we define what abuse is, and then it's stop it before it starts, which is the prevention section. Yes, and last, but and maybe most importantly, take action, where I teach you how to exit an abusive relationship safely and how to stay safe once you are out. This curriculum is filled with quizzes to test your knowledge of the difference between love and abuse. I also teach you how to recognize the excuses abusers give to keep you in the relationship. This is just a fraction of all the wonderful content Aspire has to offer. Don't forget now, it's free. You can also find it at my foundation website, which is www.whengeorgiasmiled.org. You can also find it on drphil.com. Now tell them why the foundation is entitled When Georgia Smiled. I called it When Georgia Smiled as a tribute to my mother because growing up, I had great peace every day when I would look at my mother and see a smile on her face. Yeah. And, uh, so it's in honor of hers because she smiled through some really tough times. Yes, but my mother got us through it all every day with that smile on her face. So Robin and her team have also designed a new app for your smartphone, and this is called the Aspire News App. This is beyond cool. It is a major development in domestic violence safety because this is the first of its kind. It has never been done before. No. The Aspire News app is disguised as an everyday app. So if your abuser takes your phone from you, it won't stick out. It has a function that I call the go button that you can activate the moment you're in danger. Once activated, it will send a pre-typed or a pre-recorded audio message to multiple trusted pre-selected contacts or even 911 saying that you are in trouble. Now, once you press the go button, it is activated. Your phone will also start recording audio of everything that is going on in the room. So now you have actual audio evidence of threats or abuse. Also, be sure to leave on your phone's location service because many of the functions in this app will need it, including locating the nearest shelters. And there are also articles on domestic violence and other very important educational tools readily available to you at all times. Also included in the link, the Aspire Initiative curriculum. Now this is, and y'all get what she just said, what you do is you type these texts out ahead of time and if you get in a bind, you hit the go button and bang, they're gone because you won't have time once you're in trouble. And, and then it starts recording what's going on in the room. Now, Robin and I are dedicated to standing up and helping anyone who has or is being abused, and we will continue to make this a mission for both of us. So I want to thank all of my guests today. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.